Hello, and welcome to the newest episode of Walnut Grovecast. Walnut Grovecast needs your support, so please head over to patreon.com slash walnutgrovecast to find out what cool stuff you get for as little as 17 cents a day. Yes, only 17 cents a day gets you some amazing stuff. Thank you so much for your support. to Walnut Grovecast. I have Annie on the line tonight. How are you doing? Hello. Annie? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, I was kind of hoping that for this particular episode that they would change the opening music a little bit. Um, I was kind of hoping it would be something along the lines of this. That would have been kind of cool, but no. That would have been cool. Even if they did the entire opening with trumpets. Very rocky. Um, yes. So that's a little bit of a hint as to what we're going to be doing. <laughs> uh, well, Rocky came out when? Do you, you know when Rocky came out? Yeah, I don't know. In 75, I want to say, but I'm not sure. Oh, 75? I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm looking it up right now. 1976. So this is definitely like Michael Landing on, I'm going to make a Rocky version of my movie, my TV show. Yes. You know, it's, um, it was reminiscent of Rocky. Oh yeah. Then, I mean, I would even say that in Rocky three, that Rocky three borrowed, um, a couple things with, um, the character Clubber Lang played by Mr. T. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Except this time it was Jonathan. Yeah, except it was Jonathan punching seeds. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're doing the fighter, um, and it came out. I have Rocky in front of me. I'm about to tell you when that came out, but no, this came out on November 21st, 1977. It's the Thanksgiving episode of 77. Wow, feel good episode. Yeah, right. Um, but how are you doing? How, how is everything going? Uh, it is going well, except it's 112 degrees down here. Well, where are you, in Africa? <laughs> that's, that's warm. I'm in Texas. It is hot, hot, hot. Wow. I didn't know you guys were having such a, um, a, a hot snap. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. We, we, had, um, we had almost a frigid, um, well, right now it's like 69 degrees here. It's nice. It's actually, we turned off the that air conditioning. Nice. It was, um, we'll probably turn it back on tonight. Cause you know, it's, it's right. cause the house, my house is old. So it kind of retains the heat. Right. But, um, wow. So you're having some serious heat though. We're, 
having some serious heat. Eek. And then they'll say, it's a cool spell, and it'll be 95 degrees. That's our cool snap. Oh. <laughs> it's a, you're in the shade. <laughs> yeah. On my wedding day, uh, it was 116 degrees. Wow. So that was... That was crazy. But uh, all right. <laughs> all right. So we're doing the fighter. Um, this is one of the one of five 90 minute episodes of Little House on the Prairie. So it was a very special episode. And I have to wonder, I don't know this for a fact, but I have to wonder if that was because of Thanksgiving. Maybe. Um, you know, I wonder if. Yeah, I mean, maybe kids were off or having a lot of family or something like that. I'm not really sure. Um, I'd have to look at a calendar, of course. I don't know what day of the week. I mean, this is, could be Thanksgiving evening, for all I know. Right, right. So People are sick of watching football. Well, I never watched football. I, I, don't, I just don't do that. And um, So my family always had a tradition of going to the movies. So, oh, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then uh, like as the 90s kind of came and went, we... People would like do more shopping and everything. I just thought that was ridiculous. Have you ever done Black Friday? Oh, it's a tradition. Yes, I did it once, and I my got sister, burned. So it's like I'm not. My doing sister it. and I go with my nieces. It's it's a blast. Um, here's a little fun fact. Um, have you ever seen this particular Walmart opening up? Um, this is probably when Black Friday was first getting really, really big. Um, I'm gonna say it's maybe 2000 three or 2004 or something. Um, and there was a Walmart that opened and this guy was trampled to death in New York. You ever hear? Oh that? yes, I do remember that. Yeah. That's only one town away from me. Like if I go to wow. the, the closest Walmart, which I don't go to that one. Um, that's it. It's pretty wild. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the South Park episode. <laughs> kind of. It's not funny, but it's, you know, it's no. ridiculous. All right. Yes. So we have a little bit of an Easter egg here, sort of. We have, we have a future member of the cast popping on. And I thought it was kind of cool. I did not, um, when I first watched it, I'm like, oh, that's not her. Is it? And then, yeah, that's, that's how I was, too. I'm going to play it. See, uh, I'm sure people listening know who she is. But, um, the fighter's basically going around talking to his um, son and his wife and, his wife just simply says, Good luck, Joe Kagan. Oh. And he just grudgingly walks out. She really does not want him to fight for obvious reasons. I mean, 19th century boxing was pretty brutal. Right. Um, his face took a beating. Yeah, and he's having like issues with his eyes. Uh, I'm not really sure. This is what fighting sounded like. Um, probably sounded a lot like this in real life. <laughs> you know, it's that fun. dude was getting into it. Oh, that guy had you know four bucks on the winner. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's a pretty brutal thing. So he fights. We don't really see much of that, which is kind of interesting. Um, and here's the aftermath of the fight. This is all taking place, by the way, in, uh, I believe, 1865. In, yes. In Chicago. 
Uh, no, it is no? in Carson City. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. So this is the aftermath. Um, and they, they get into a little bit of a discussion and you start learning that there's a bit of um, trauma going on, physical trauma that uh, Kagan is taking. I'm glad you did see it tonight. And I, I have to apologize for the fact that he's a mumble mouth. <laughs> but but um, as Annie pointed out that, you know, he is practically having a stroke half the time. And um, I've heard this actor speak in real life. He's not a mumble mouth. But I think there's something up with the audio. Uh, I really do. I cannot understand half of what's coming out of anyone's mouth in this episode. Hopefully, hopefully you can hear it and understand it. I don't know what happened. Caught a punch early. I couldn't get my head clear. It could have gone the other way. Easy enough. Just not my night. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Honey, I'm sorry. I know it looks bad. I mean, what can I say? Just what my night. Listen, if you say that again, I will scream. Listen to me. Listen to me. I have been listening to you. It's time you start listening to yourself. What's that mean? The way you talk. And don't pretend like you don't know the difference. Swear after every fight, it gets just a little bit worse. It ain't so. I'm groggy from the fight. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie. No, it ain't. Then read it. Remember how you always used to read the Bible to me, Joe, before every fight? Then read it. Go on, Joe. Read it. So this goes on and on and on. I mean, some of these, um, I've clipped so much from this episode. And there's really, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one to do uh, a radio show on. Um, It's like a magician. You know, it's a very visual type of situation. Um, And... You know, Roots, and I'm not kidding around here when I when I brought up Roots before. The the beginning of this is very much like Roots because the the it's everything is so dark and um, the skin tones and everything are are and the lighting and everything is very very much like that. And I, I'm going to say the cinematography in this particular episode is very good, and um, at least in these particular scenes. Later, it just it seems like it's just regular old school little house. Right. Um, it was very hard to see. It's very, I mean, you watch this. This is one of the dark, this is like watching, um, what's a dark, Battlestar Galactica, if you ever watched the TV show, um, the new one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just it, very, very dark. And um, I watched this on my television, and I was just like kind of squinting. I'm like, what is, what is she holding? It's like a bright white thing in her hand. It, it's very interesting. So, Essentially, she gives him an ultimatum, right? Right. Um, I'm going to actually go right to that. These are long clips again, but I think some stuff has to be played. Right. Go on fighting. Whoops, I'm going to just go back a second. You know I didn't want to hurt you. (laughs) But you got to stop now. You you can't go on fighting. I do want to mention, I don't know if we mentioned it before, this is Ketty Lester. Did we say her name? Yes. No, we didn't. We were trying to get people to guess. <laughs> yeah, so this is Ketty Lester, um, 
who of course would return um how many years i'm gonna look up real quick um i'll play the clip as i look up when she returns to the little house I have to. It's what I do. No, but you can't do it anymore. That's what I do. It's all I can do. No, honey, you can go out and you can get yourself a regular job. Doing what? Anything. Anything. Anything is better than this. Killing yourself night after night. Promise me, Joe, you'll go out and you'll look for a job tomorrow. Must be true. Joe, I swear if you don't promise me, I will leave you and the boy will go with me. Joe. Okay. to an end um it's a very heartbreaking type of thing i think um any type of ultimatum when you see that these people care for each other um is always really sad i think yes it is um so yeah she she kind of um he, i maybe she he was calling her bluff who knows but um the bottom line is um she just basically ups and leaves and deal with this he even looked like rocky yeah, and you know what? Even her, like, she kind of reminded me of Talia Shire's character in, um, sort of, not not in the beginning, not when she worked in the pet right. store, but um, kind of like, I can't imagine, maybe it's like similar when a wife, when a woman is married, um, or, or men, um, is married to a police officer, um, and, you know, your your husband or wife is going to do something so dangerous, just for money, you know, and it's just kind of like right. how you start questioning it. And, um, but um, boxing, I don't know. Boxing, you have to be a, um, a special type of person, I think. You have to be able to get punched without crying, and that wouldn't be me. Because right. if somebody just hit me a little bit, I'd be crying. Yes. Not, not just a little bit of crying either. Really crying. Well, and you have to be in shape, too. He was not in shape. Yeah, but he, he was strong, you know. It, I, yes, that's true. Back then, I don't know, was there much, I wonder if there was really much science to it. I mean, people always claim that, but this guy, I mean, there's no way this guy's going up against, like, a Mike Tyson or something. Well, no. Remember Mike Tyson? No, um, <laughs> Do you remember Mike Tyson? <laughs> um, so, 14 years later, we have, we're, um... Oh, Wonica. wait, I, I needed to, I wanted to comment on something. Oh, sure, I'm sorry. It happened right... That happened right after she left. You want me to go to a clip or? Well, it's right after that. It's when he's kind of trying to lay down or walking up to the window. Mm -hmm. And there's the silhouette across the street. Yeah. That is pretty darn racy. I I missed this. I missed this. I'm going to watch it right now. Hold on. It's at like 10.57. I'm at 10.50, yeah, that is pretty racy. It's like an all-out peep show going on in a little house. Jeez. 
Well, if she goes over there, you could watch it a little bit. Dang. Wow. Well, all right. Well, back you in know, the... Dad's needed to watch it on... Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was... I looked it up. It's actually... This was released on the Monday before Thanksgiving. So kids oh. were probably still in school. Um, so back in a town where you can't even buy liquor. Right. <laughs> we have... We have Nels um, putting up a little bit of a poster. And, uh, right. It says, Joe Kagan versus all comers, $5 entrance fees, $50 prize. Now, uh, here we go. Laura, Andrew. What you nailing up there? Ah, uh, it's a poster that came in the mail. Probably brings some business into town. Golly, a fighter coming to Walnut Grove? Yeah, a real professional. Should be something to see. $50 prize? What you got to do to win that? You know, Melissa Gilbert has a more masculine voice than him. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Oh, yeah. It's where he's like, hey, how are you? What, what well, are you doing there? He hasn't gone through puberty yet. Neither is she. <laughs> <laughs> 77. Just last one round is all. Well, how long is it? Three minutes. Three minutes for $50? I bet President Rutherford B. Hayes doesn't make that much money in three minutes. Well, no, I suppose not. But he doesn't have to get punched in the nose all day, either. <laughs> Who's going to fight funny. him? I don't know yet. Anybody wants in? You going to fight Mr. Olson? Yes! Get in here! Great job. Now, Andrew, when you fight as much as I do, you need a day off. Bye, Mr. Olson. Bye, Mr. Olson. I'm just going to play a little bit more of this conversation. $50 for three minutes. Now, we did the math on this, right? Yes. So it's $5 to enter. Um, and what was that? Um, do you remember how much $5 was? Like $125. Uh, right. And um, $50 was about $1,200. Right. Ooh, pretty big, you know, you could... Um, pretty, pretty good for three minutes. Pretty nice little uh, piece of change. Change um, somebody in the township's life, even. So. Bet that girl in, in uh, t- on 1057 wasn't making that. Yeah. <laughs> I bet my pa could whip him. He's the strongest man there is in Walnut Grove. How do you know? My pa's strong. She was a nickel girl. <laughs> a nickel. Can't be as strong as my pa, because my pa's way bigger. Then my pa's the strongest, smaller person in Walnut Grove. Who cares? A horse is stronger than both your paws. All right, now this is the Nelly I love. Yeah. This is a real mean, real nasty version of Nelly, and I, I just think it's a lot of fun. Probably smarter, too. I wish they were offering $50 to punch you, Nellie Olson. What are you talking about? This poster. You can read, can't you? I'm going to go tell my pa about this. We can be rich. Are you coming? No, I've got to wait for Mary. Okay. See ya. See ya. Is your pa going to enter, Laura? And the whole see ya thing, right? Yes. Ugh. Um, and actually, even pa says it later, which is kind of weird. Oh, yes, he does. It's yeah, so weird. Family could certainly use the money. I don't know. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. My father could win easily. He boxed in college, he told me. Well, your pa's not entering. How do you know? Because we already asked him, that's how. Well, he could win. We just don't need the money. Your pa won't enter because he's scared. He is not. Is too. Is not. Is too. Is not. Is too. Is not. Is too. I'm coming. We'll see whose pa's scared. So, um, no, your pa doesn't have five bucks. <laughs> well, that's kind of the fact of the matter here. 
So we're at, we're at the little house. Um, I like this because what we do is we take a visit to everybody's house around dinner, which I think is a lot of fun. So we're in the little house, and um, what are we talking about? So when I told Nellie that her pa was going to fight, you know what she said? Wouldn't they freak out at her talking with food in her mouth? Exactly. What is going on? Harriet does it too. Oh, my God. These people have no... Table Would you grow up on a farm? Oh wait! <laughs> it even, the town is even called a hick town in the future. You know, in a few minutes. Yes. Mm, no what? She said that you were afraid to fight. Hey, what do you know? Nellie's right for one. <laughs> what? Well, I would be afraid. You're teasing me, Pa. Half man, I'm a farmer, not a fighter. But you're not afraid of nothing. Your father's and not afraid not of a anything. That was painful to hear, right? <laughs> you're not afraid of nothing. Oh my god! That's right. Cool. Wait, this is actually the best comeback because it's it. She just doubles down. Half my right. <laughs> you're teasing me, Pa. Half my I'm a farmer, not a fighter. But you're not afraid of nothing. Your father's not afraid of anything. That's right, Ma. Half my your mother is correcting your English. I'm correcting your statement. Everybody in this world is afraid of something. Even Pa's. I'm afraid so. Even Pa's. Now, if you're finished talking about this fighting nonsense, I'd like you to eat your supper. Yes, ma'am. Looks gross. Didn't he <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. You know, that's what it is. Ugh, more from the can, Ma. Can we get some Caroline's takeout? Exactly. Um, some KFC? Yeah, why not? Change it up. So here we are um, at the Garvey's house. Um, without a single light on. <laughs> it is so dark in this <laughs> house. Here's another thing. I find that they drink coffee no matter what time it is. Yeah. Now, I'd love to have a cup of coffee tonight, but I know if I do, I'll be up yeah, late. Well, like, yeah. I, but maybe I'll try it. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like, it's, I don't know, some people maybe can just handle it. They all seem to be doing it. And don't they get up early? They're farmers. Right. Makes no sense. Nellie says, a horse is stronger than you. And then you know what she says? No, what? She says, and smarter, too. I wanted to punch her. <laughs> I do you know that men don't go around punching women. I know. I just wanted to as well. I bet you could beat this boxing man. No, no way to know unless we tank. Big as you are. I'll bet you could whip a grizzly bear, Pa. <laughs> now, they'd be pretty tall, would right? I don't think any man could do that. I heard you had a pretty good fight in Mankato once. All right, that's enough. I don't want to hear any more talk about fighting. Oh, Ma. No, oh, Ma. You get to your room and do your studies. Yes, ma'am. Go on, Ma. <sighs> Bet that Nellie wouldn't say nothing smart like again. You were to beat that boxing man. Do your studies. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Do your studies. Damn it. <laughs> Get it now. Yeah. So, um, so Alice, right? Um, she sits down and do some ciphering, <laughs> catch up on our bills. Figuring. Yeah. Some figuring. Um, at, in, in front of her is a lamp. It's the dimmest lamp I've ever seen. Everything seems to be painted black in their house. So I'm not really sure what that's all about, but, um, She's basically, you know, they're they're discussing that they could actually use the money. Um, I'm going to play this clip. It's a little bit long, but um, 
again, I, I think some of these are worth it. Mm-hmm. Prices are going sky high. You know they're asking 12 cents a pound for coffee. <laughs> Gonna have to start drinking dandelion tea. Bet you could buy all the coffee in the state of Minnesota for $50. Jonathan. Now, what's wrong with it? You know how I feel about fighting. Well, yeah, but this ain't even the same kind of thing. This is not the same thing. Exactly. English. And she won't even correct him. I guess, you know what, maybe it's... um, Some people you just don't correct. You know? Right. Not worth it. He'll smack you. But you know it's killing her inside not to correct him. She's Mm -hmm. building up the hate. I don't want you hurt. I ain't gonna be hurt. I don't want you hurting somebody else. How can anybody get hurt? We're only gonna be fighting for three minutes. Three minutes for $50. Heck, I've fought for an hour before for nothing. Besides, uh, if I was to win, the boy would be mighty proud. I don't see anything to be proud of about fighting. I know you don't, but... But men folks feel differently about that. Alice, it's only three minutes. Three minutes or not, it doesn't matter because you don't have the five dollars to enter in the first place. Oh, snap. But we learn he does. He's been stashing it away. Yeah, he he puts a a nickel away here, a half a cent away there. And um, he actually does have the five bucks. He dumps like a bunch of coins and... Right. Yeah. So he's in it. He's in it to win it, which is he could have been paying that, paying the, his uh, bill off at the mercantile. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're absolutely he right. Bought her, bought her something better than a ham. <laughs> Two ham. anniversary. Two hams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what her, his problem is. I think he was stashing away money for the booze. <laughs> All right. Keys. Yeah. <laughs> So um, here we are at the Olsons, um, in a civilized manner. Yeah. And then Laura told me you weren't going to fight. Well, I told her her father was afraid to fight. Do you know what she said then? You know what? She said, we'll see whose father is afraid to fight. At least Nellie is being honest with her yes. being a complete, you know, well, a bitch. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and um, nobody's surprised by it. Nobody's saying, well, maybe you shouldn't go around talking about other people. Right. No. It's, um, what does Harriet say? Oh, I don't know why you bother to listen to that girl. <laughs> Your father's not afraid to fight. After all, he was the boxing champion in college for, uh, what, how many years was it, dear? Oh, dear? I said, how many years were you boxing champion in school? Oh, um, three. Three years. You mean nobody ever won you? <laughs> of course not. He was undefeated. Weren't you, dear? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. I was uh, undefeated. Were you bigger then? Oh. <laughs> Must have been a lot of small boys Were you in school. Now, let me tell you something, young man. Size has got nothing to do with it. It's a, <laughs> a, it's a science. Boxing is a science. It's a matter of skill and speed of hand and foot. Foot. Are you allowed to kick? No, of course not. Here, let me show you. 
Huh? Now watch. Hey, so you got to keep moving. Yeah, moving, moving, moving. That's it. You see, you got to jab, 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 jab. <laughs> jab. <laughs> see, it's a science. And Harriet's just beaming. I know. Just <laughs> get excited. Yes, exactly. guy and not let him hit you back. Could this professional hit you? Not a chance. <gasps> then you must do it. Do what? You must fight that man. Oh, no, Harriet. But you said he couldn't hit you. Yes, but... And you're not afraid? No, but... Well, then you must do it, Nels. You'll be the hero of Walnut Grove. <laughs> Children, a toast to your father. <laughs> Poor Nels, what did he get himself into? And he has that look for the rest of the episode. Yeah, he pretty much... Well, <laughs> and then there's one that's a little bit less reactive. Um... <laughs> Okay, can we just talk about how Miss Beetle is failing this generation? Um, Ain't you're gonna win uh, him? Nobody ever won ya. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, maybe it's farm talk. <laughs> farm talk. But why is Willie using that? <laughs> well, he's like nobody ever. Um, no one ever won ya. No one ever won ya. <laughs> it's hard to speak like that. It's like I don't know. Um, here we are, we're in one of the lovely rooms that are, um, that's above where? Like, where are the rooms? Oh, in the rooming house? Yeah. Above the post office? Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's it. That's where we are. Um, that's where we're set up, and, well, first they come into town. Um, Kagan appears. Right. Actually, I'll play the music, because the music coming off is pretty good. First, you get the manager who has a really bad limp, and they're in the rain. And then all of a sudden, you see somebody come out, and he's big and tough. And um, you have the Olsons watching on. So it's kind of funny, because as soon as they see that the guy is not the limping um, manager, that this this big tough guy is, you know, the fighter, Nell's, I don't know. It's just a very reactive form of music. Falling down off the grain, the feed and seed. Oh my god. It's <laughs> so we have the manager kinda of coming in. The manager's um kind of I don't know, he's not the worst guy in the world until later. Spoiler alert, but it's he seems to be taking okay care of him to a point. Right. Boy, this you in one hick town. You know you can't even buy a bottle of liquor here. Can you imagine that? Send the money. What? Money, you said. Yeah, I sent the money. I sent the money. I don't know why you keep on sending it. So this is where I don't understand a word they're saying. But essentially, I... Kagan is complaining that his um, his head is hurting, his eyes are hurting, he's got all types of pains. He's clearly taken too many hits. 
Right, his face looks horrid. Yeah, like, uh, they, I mean, it's makeup, but, like, wow. Like, they really gave him some very, um, uh, just some very obvious beating scars, I guess. Like, uh, remnants of other fights. Right. So, um, all right, so they're setting up, and um, Charles gets ribbed a little bit more, kind of like, won't you change your mind, Pa? And he's like, no, I'm not going to change my mind. He's like, well, Nellie said this, and, and she brings up sticks and stones, which is something that a lot of people these days might not have ever heard of outside of a Dave Chappelle special. Um, <laughs> but the um, when I was growing up, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. And, right. and the same thing with you probably, right? Yes. And I don't know what happened to that. It went away. Now words hurt. hurt now. Words kill. <laughs> so, uh, marketwannagrovecast.com. <laughs> so, we, um, so we have Garvey in training. We have the Rocky moment where right. it's kind of funny. We have, let me just jump around here. We have Charles kind of booming in out of nowhere, which is kind of funny also. There's something about Charles in this episode that makes me really like his character a little bit more. He seems um, a little goofier, I guess. This regular Charles wouldn't do this, right? Right. He wouldn't get, like, scammed into what he's about to get scammed into. Right. Morning, Mr. Anderson. Charles. Is Garvey around? Yeah, in the athletic club. In the what? Wait a minute. Go on. Did he just call him Mr. Anderson? No, he said, he said Hanson. I'll, I'll go back. To the... Morning, Mr. Anderson. No, Mr. Hanson. Oh, okay. Good Sounded one. like Anderson. It's close. Charles, is Garvey around? Yeah, in the athletic club. In the what? Go up to the storage room and say for yourself. And Simpkins need that green right away. Oh, I know, that's what I want to talk to you, Garvey, about. Thank you. After watching his boxing, I, I'm pretty convinced that I could beat up Garvey at this right. point. Right. I just have to avoid those like really weird punches he's thrown. <laughs> he's, but this is him just. Hey, what the heck are you doing? Wow, oh, Braxton for the fight. What are you really gonna go through with it? Oh, I got to. I paid my five dollars. Well, I hope you win enough to pay your doctor. Bill. Well, thanks for the vote of confidence. Hey, look, I want to ask a favor of you. That fellow Moody wants me to put up a ring for him in the old Farlow barn. Yeah? He said he'd pay me $2. But my problem is he wants it done this morning, and I got that Simpson order delivered. I'll load it up. Go ahead. Hey, thank you very much. How are you one? Yeah, you do. $2. $2. That's like 50 bucks. <laughs> now that I know the exchange rate. There if you I go. ever travel to the past, um, <laughs> it's exchange rate. Um. So we have um, Charles meeting uh, Kagan. He's building the ring, and um, he's building a pretty small. I never realized a boxing ring was so small. Oh, yes, sir. They come in all different sizes. I must say it must be an exciting life. $2 to build this huge, I mean, it's a pretty big structure. He's spending time on that, too. Look at all those boards on the floor and. Still better than his house. So we got a quote to have a deck built, right? And it was a lot more than $2. It, you know, it, it's insane. 
So, uh, right. yeah, he goes on. He briefly, in a very strange way, gets to meet Kagan. Traveling from town to town. Yeah, if you can call Walnut Grove exciting. <laughs> Hello, Joe. This here is Mr. Charles Ingalls. Mr. Kagan? Make it smaller. Come on now, Joe. Who's fighting that ring, you or me? So he wants it smaller and smaller because he can't see. Right. All he has to do, if it's small enough, he can just swing. Right? It's That's true. Kind of crazy. Um, and we, we even hear that it's compared to a closet later. <laughs> which is um it's kind of funny. So the next piece of comedic art that's coming is going to be Jonathan is practicing being a little bit of a of a goofball, I would say. And um he punches one of these huge wood support beams. Yes, so, I've been the cuz Hansen takes the grain away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hanson comes and he's like, all right, I can't wait for this idiot, so I'm going to carry the grain on my own. So he goes and he punches the beam, ends up at Doc's. Lucky that Doc didn't just kill him. <laughs> how bad is it, Doc? How bad does it feel? Awful bad. That's how bad it is. Hanson <laughs> just told me. Oh. Kid Garvey's out of the fight game for at least six weeks. Sorry it happened, but you're probably a lot better off. Better off? Hand all busted up, I'm out my $5, how can I be better off? Oh, come on. You should slug him, Jonathan. <laughs> your exactly. left hand. hit him with your other one. I'm sure they give you the $5. No, oh, I already checked it out. Look on the bottom line there. It says once you paid your money on fight or no fight, it's gone. I worked for six months to save up that $5. Never should have... What are you for? Like, what is <laughs> Like the worst thing ever I've ever, never chores. never heard of anything so sad. I'm the darn thing. There's nothing you can do about it now. Yes, you're right. So who goes around saying that that took him uh, six months to save it? Right. Maybe there's something you can do though. <laughs> what? Run. Listen, old buddy. Uh, this never would have happened if I hadn't been helped. Oh no! Oh no! No, no! No! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You I'm only have to be in there three ready. minutes. And I'll split the prize money with you, 50-50. 50-50. Oh, the, the man outweighs me by 50. Big as he is, he'll never be able to catch up with you in that big old ring. The, the big old ring? The ring is about the size of a closet. <laughs> Charles, you, you got to help me. If I give up on that $5, Alice is never going to let me... F- no, no, Jonathan, I'm sorry, but I'm not... I- Charles, now listen. You said you owe me one. I'm holding you to your word. He didn't do anything. I was planning on taking the day off tomorrow, Charles. By the way, I think this, Jonathan never did anything. I think, um, what was it? He was supposed to load it, but Mr. Hansen was loading it. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but you know what? I think this was, um, actually a honeymooners episode, <laughs> or at least it was supposed to be. Um, doc, actually doc Baker has some funny stuff to say, but I think I better stay open after all quarter friends for, or seeing as it's Saturday, I'll have to charge you double. Oh, boy. 
going to get killed. Um, and actually, September 19th, 1879, was a Friday. What a bunch of jerks. I looked it up. Hmm. <laughs> well, they didn't have calendars all correct back then. <laughs> Daylight savings time. Could be. Is that factoring in leap year? I don't know. No, it Maybe. is. It must be. <laughs> um. So they're at the ring. You know, this it kind of happens pretty quickly. You know, you're 30 minutes into the episode, and you're like, all right, the action's about to begin. Okay. They've, they've um, ringside seats, and uh, they're getting ready. It's 50 cents admission, um, which would be how much? 250 right? Yeah, 250 I guess. And they see Nels um, staring off into uh, the ring. And Nels? How you doing? <laughs> he just looks like a man who's just seen a ghost or something. It's, right. It's really hilarious. So um, <laughs> he's about to really see a ghost because who's up? Who's um, the first one to go? This evening's first Bible teacher, one of Walnut Grove's leading citizens, Mr. Nels Olsen. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. Oh, poor Nels. Yeah, so what happens is, you know, Nels goes up there and he gives it the old college try. Um, And there's only two hits. (laughs) Him getting hit and his head hitting. So uh, let's look. the floor, yeah. Yeah. If you will, sir. And that's it. <laughs> and I'll just play what Harriet yells. Nails! Nails! Did you notice any of his weaknesses? Four! Five! And he's out. He, it's just very sad. It's very sad. So, well, did you notice he was wearing a suit? Of course he, he was. a suit to box. He doesn't. That's his work clothes. All right, so who's up next? Who's up? Who's the number two idiot? <laughs> it's, it reminds me of the Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man got the power and then he was beating the, oh, you know, yes, the wrestling. Then, yeah. All right, so here we go. The next fighter is Jonathan. No, Ingles. Ingles. Right. <laughs> Charles Ingles. The Charles Ingles. So this is um Charles has a pretty decent stance, but you know, he's wearing his work shirt. You know, it's not like he's going shirtless, which I'm I'm kinda surprised, right? I know, you think he'd whip off his work clothes and yeah, I, mean, I was looking forward to it, but and he's um, wearing suspenders. But um, Kagan is, has no shirt on, so kind of weird. All right, so we have um, a couple things going on here. We have the kids on the outside of the arena looking through peepholes. So I'll play some of that because they, they kind of add a little commentary to it. And Charles is all right. You know, he, he dodges some pretty good punches and swings around and lands a couple. Was always a pretty good fighter. Yeah, he could he could hold his own. Right. No, your pod just got started. Where are you been? Ma didn't want us to see. She's in church. I told her I had to go to the outhouse. 
It's it's just like, you know, it's very typical of Laura. Alright, so we have um the fighting is still going on. Charles gets hit pretty hard a couple times. But you know, Charles also landed quite a few punches. And Kagan's eyes are blurry and he's kind of spinning around and he's putting his um his mitts up to his face. And uh, yeah. These gloves, I mean, they're just these boxing gloves are nothing compared to what's out there now. Yes. Is he getting up? He's trying. And Charles, of course, gets up. And we, um, as as the kids are watching, somebody kind of spots them. How much more time? I don't know. Lower angels. <laughs> you get back to that church this minute. This minute. And it's funny because Ma doesn't scold the boy. And who is the boy? I. I it, it's Andy. It is Andy. Okay, it doesn't. Right. For some reason, it didn't look like him to me. So she doesn't scold him, but she does take a quick. Um. She kind of stops short and goes back to watch a little. <laughs> it's like a funny little moment where she's like watching. Right. So the fight continues, and it's going on and on. Not a bad fight. And Charles kind of hits him pretty hard and knocks him out. And we get... (laughs) (laughs) I just shared a very intimate moment with Ma. (laughs) All right, so... She's finally going to be able to afford stuff. Yeah, she's, she's finally, you know, she's the... She married a winner. She can tell her... Um, so after he knocks out, you know, Charles, of course, runs over to make sure that Kagan is okay because he hit him pretty hard and he went down pretty hard. Music is always hilarious. So the doc tells us what. Um, what what is his manager's name? Moody. Yeah, Moody. Tells what Moody's been knowing the whole time. If he continues fighting, he's going to die. And I just looked at the time, and I'm going to really fast forward because <laughs> I can't believe. Because <laughs> I'm like, we're going to try to hit 45 minutes this whole episode, and I look at it, and we're at 46 minutes. Oh. And we're only 38 minutes in, so. You know, not that actually that much happens, but um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna skip over anything important though. So, if I do, please let me know. Okay. <laughs> so, th- essentially, Moody decides to leave because Kagan is out. Kagan's career is over. This is happening too often. He's too much work, right? So. Moody is basically abandoning him, which is is just kind of messed up. I, I don't know how long they've worked together, but I'm going to guess that he was his manager even back when he was. Yeah, he was his know. manager in 1865. He was? Yes. Okay. And, yeah, so he basically just kind of moves skips on. Skips town. Yeah, yeah, skips town. 
And Charles feels kind of um, committed to helping him get better because clearly... That's what Charles does. Well, in 1877, if you just take a rest, you heal. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it's a brain injury. Um, So... Let's, I'm going to go to that, where the doc basically says, you'll be dead, so you have to decide. You're going to live or you're going to die. And hearing that from Doc, Doc Baker, right. is, is he scary. He yeah. go a little faster. Well, he has a lot of experience with killing. So, <laughs> um, so they get to a point that they're working the farm. You know, they, they do that type of thing where it's like, we're going to make you, you know, Make it better. Yeah, we'll work. make it better. We're gonna make, put you to work. You're gonna be doing this whole thing, and it's gonna be really amazing. Um, I'm gonna play what starts. Actually, this this is one little weird little thing that Charles decided to do, which I just think is stupid. This happens before he helps him um, okay. on the farm. Right. Doc, Charles. Are you going to stop in on Kagan again? Yes. I wonder if you'd do me a favor and give him this as the prize money. Carol and I talked it over and we figured he might need it. Why don't you give it to him? No, no, I don't want to give it to him. You give it to him for him. I think he'd want to thank himself, Charles. Come on. So they go there and they see that he tried to hang himself. Yeah. Can't even do that. I mean, <laughs> you know, the guy is like pretty weak and everything. So it's just like a really a feeble attempt. And, um... So yeah, Charles basically says, no matter what, I'm going to stay by your bedside. I'm responsible for you. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, so yeah, he, he seems to enjoy working on the farm, which is kind of, it's like the first time he's gotten to do something that's, um, you know, with his hands that maybe isn't right. fighting. <clears throat> um, and he worked in the mill too. Yeah, he basically did everything that Charles was doing. Charles has got him to eat. He's doing all this stuff. And one day, you know, they're kind of getting along and he can't find them all of a sudden. He sees his sandwiches half eaten. So Charles just kind of freaks out. Now, I don't know. Like, if he left, who cares? Like, does he think he killed himself or? I don't understand what the big fear is here, but. Comes mosey, he comes moseying out <laughs> of the uh, outhouse. The outhouse. What's the matter? Afraid I was going to jump? <laughs> oh, <yeah>. So. <laughs> we, he does have a good voice. Oh, he, yeah. I love when he hums and sings. I think that he has like a real storybook type voice. Like I could, yes. I could listen to him read something like all day long. Um, we go to Chicago. We, we fly over to Chicago where there's a bunch of boxers um, practicing. And Again, Rocky. Yeah. Um, I don't have, Do I have the music queued up? I don't have the music queued up, but maybe I'll throw it in. Um, we learn that Kagan's son, Tim, grew up to be a boxer. So um, he makes a deal with the guy who owns the gym. To give him access to K- um, Kagan Jr. or Tim Kagan Jr. Right. Um, 
So this is that. No, it isn't. I'm sorry. That is, um, <laughs> that <laughs> you lied. This is it. <laughs> I do recall your daddy telling me he had a boy. Yeah. He tell you that he ran out on me and my mom. He wrote her a couple of times, said he was going to send some money. Never sent a penny. Well, I don't recollect nothing about that. My mom worked in the laundry till it killed her. Look, why don't you stop punching that bag? See, I might be able to give you a break. How? I'll tell you what. You go wash up, and then we go someplace where we can talk business. So... It's weird that he's singling him out specifically, don't you think? Yes. It's kind of creepy, actually. Um, I don't know. Something about the whole situation that just kind of does Well, and he never sent the money he said he was going to send. That's true, too. Um, Creep. Yeah. That's, we do get to see another side of everyone at this point. Um, so, over at Walnut Grove again, we fly down we learn that we're kind of coming to an end to this relationship because Kagan has healed quite a bit in the past two weeks or something. Boy, fine show is work. <laughs> Feel like I just went 20 rounds with Patty O'Neill. <laughs> Did you win it? No, I never could whip that Irishman. <laughs> but you know, it's a good feeling, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. It gets even better when you see that corn standing over the top of your head. How long that going to take? Uh, too long for you to be able to see it. What do they grow anyway? Corn now? What are those wheat? I guess he was growing corn. Yeah, he always grew wheat. I don't know. Uh, Paul wouldn't know what corn growing over the top of his head looks like anyway. So 19th century corn, was it? didn't they grow shorter? And I have to look, at it. look into it. What's that mean? That means you're fit to travel now. Anytime you want to go. You, uh, sure I'm well enough? Doc Baker thinks so. Bet you're glad, too. Get some privacy for a change, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure will. So, the bottom line is, Charles gives him what I thought would be $25. Can you, do you follow this part? Did you understand it? Why is it fifty dollars? I mean, right? Why did I thought he and Jonathan split it? Right. I, I don't really understand precisely why it's fifty dollars. Um, Was it his his uh, his payment for working? Yeah, but Charles is paying him twenty five dollars. That's a lot well, of money. Well, it was it was the purse from the. Uh, yeah, but, the- well, there's a couple things. There's a couple of strange things having to do with that $50. One, wouldn't Jonathan want at the very least his $5 back? Right. <laughs> so it would be $45. And then Charles couldn't afford to come up with, I mean, I'm just saying, I, I don't recall anywhere where Jonathan agreed to give him the money. Right. Carolyn did. Yeah, he, she, he said that Carolyn and I discussed it. Right. Maybe it was a flub. Maybe it was meant to be like Jonathan and I. 
Yes. But apparently he's going to buy a farm for 50 bucks. Some hey, farm. Yeah. It's 1200 bucks. Yeah, it's um still though. Um So he basically goes into Chicago. <laughs> they decide to Oh no, they don't go to Chicago. I don't know exactly they where they're fighting. Is it Springfield? And when he gets there, he sees a flyer for Tim Kagan. Same exact format. It's it's essentially the same exact thing um, with Moody. And he just freaks out. Um, he's supposed to go to the bank. He's supposed to make the deposit and make the purchase. But instead, he... He starts kind of creeping around the um, place where the fight's going to be. So essentially, we get to an interview with a local newspaper. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, just a few more questions, Mr. Kagan. Uh, yes, uh, just a few more, but we do have a big night. <laughs> Mr. Moody here says your father was a fighter. Yes, sir, he was. Is that why you started boxing? I started fighting because we had no money, except what my mom made. Does she approve of your fighting? Well, she's dead. She died working until she couldn't work no more. He seems to love this story. I guess, yeah. He loves saying it out loud to everybody, and it's it's a tragic story. But I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? And the dad, of course, is overhearing this, and you know, it must be shocking for him because he's not only did he walk out on his family, or his family left him, but let's be real here, he made the decision for them to leave, and he's hearing for the first time that his wife is dead and son kind of hates him. She was just another nigger doing my folks laundry. Now, easy now. Easy now, son. You don't have to print that, sir. You- We're not censoring anything on Warner Grovecast. Exactly. Dang. Yeah, that might be the um, second use of the word of the N-word in um, the Little House in the Prairie universe. Yes. Um, maybe, maybe there's another. I'm not really sure. Larrabee says it. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, he's it, it, pretty angry, Tim Kagan. You know, when a fighter gets a little nervous, he might say anything. Well, now, what about your father? What does he think of your following in his footsteps? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen or heard from him since I was eight years old. I see. Well, why are you fighting like this? I mean, you're a professional. Why not box in regular matches? Mr. Moody's taking care of all that. He's bringing me along. I do what he says. Matter of fact, I am looking out for the boys' welfare. And as you know, well, you can't bring a fighter along too fast. So that's enough. Tim, you seem to have a very modern um, hairstyle. um, Very reminiscent of a Sugar Ray Leonard. (laughs) It's kind of, I don't know. He's, He's got a very modern fro. He does. Yeah, it was very appropriate for 1977. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he, he's the only thing that's missing here. He, you know, he even has, like, kind of modern boots on and stuff. But uh, And his moves, I don't know, the way he's dancing and everything, it just seems like a modern fighter versus the old school fighter. Um, I don't know what when the birth of boxing really was, like, the you know, versus... If this was like the generation where it became like similar to what we see nowadays, but I don't think it was. I think people are still fighting barefisted uh, for the most part. Right. Savages. Savages. I can't handle fights and stuff like that. One of my clients. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
one of my clients is um actually is an MMA um champion. And I do his website and he does like this boot camp type of thing. And he's you know, he does like hand to hand everything, jujitsu. Oh, that's brutal, yeah. Um yeah, he like he does fights that are like, you know, in Vegas and big, 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 huge arenas and I'm like, I don't know how you do it. I mean, and that, yeah, and like, that's hand to hand brutal. Uh, too much. I can't even watch it. I'm like, oh. All right, so. I can't even watch Rocky, and I know what happens. You can't watch Rocky? <laughs> well, you gotta fast forward through some of the scenes. Uh, when he's getting beat up. But you know, it's, well, that anyway, you know, it's not. <laughs> I love Rocky. I love the whole Rocky series, except for. Oh, I love it. I just don't like watching the fight scenes. Yeah. You love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Moody's just walking down the street trying to look for a bottle of liquor and just <laughs> limping, and he just gets attacked right on the street. <laughs> all those years you said sent the money, all that. Swear I had no money to send. I told you that. And now you want to make a punching bag out of my kid. Look, Joe. Look. How you look? You're going to tell me ain't good enough. You're going to tell him to quit right now. If when I do, he's just going to go to somebody else. You tell him. Oh, look. You tell him. You're his daddy. No, I don't want him seeing me. Oh, man, what you expect me to do? That boy thinks he can fight, and I sure can't change his mind. So essentially, uh, I was, <laughs> um, Kagan Sr. said, I, I don't know if we ever, do we learn Kagan's first name? It's Joe. Is it Joe? Why am I? All right. Yeah, this is Joe Kagan. Oh, okay. I, I'm just thinking Kagan. All right, so Joe is going to fight his son, which is crazy to me. Teach him a lesson. Yeah, but it's just it doesn't make any sense. And when I first watched this, I remember when I was a kid, I'm like, his son's going to kill him. Because it's like you're thinking he's a frail old man, right? So they're in the ring. Um, he even forces Moody to pay the $5 admission. Um, entry fee. So there are a couple of things here, though, that I, I think that are kind of weird in the way that this all kind of plays out. Um, Did he steal the his equipment? Um, or did he pay for it? I think he bought it. Oh. He, he would have had the money, right? Right. So he does see Charles in the street after he has this confrontation um, with Moody. Where the heck you been? Oh, I'm sorry. I ain't been in town so long. I just got to wonder. I asked for you inside. I was just going to be a minute. It's too late now. They're closed. Oh, I'm sorry. I Look, there's no use you hanging around an extra day. I'll take care of it in the morning and take the stage back. I hate to see you do that. No trouble. My fault anyway. All right, if you're sure. I'll see you back in town. Right. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> it's just one of the weirdest scenarios that we're about to see. So I'm going to play some of the fight. It's uh, not that long, actually. The challenger, Joe Halliday. his own father well have you he seen looks that exactly face the yeah. same but 
Well, how old do you think? I mean, he was maybe eight years old or something. Right. So yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's supposed to look really different, you know, and we're just not sure. But, right. But once the bell rings, we see that Joe is actually far better fighter than his son, which is kind of sad <laughs> because you, right. Tim talks a really good game. And he basically knocks out his son. So, I, I thought that that was just weird. Um, did you think it was weird? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's just showing that he's not as good as he thinks he is. Right. Um, he basically knocks him out. Moody fires Tim right on the spot, <laughs> which is got to be a little bit. Well, and these are these are better gloves. Yeah, they look a little bit more padded. Um, so I'm thinking in two he, weeks, they got new gloves. Yeah. It's pretty nice. <laughs> they upgraded. So I'm thinking that, um, Joe is going to win the money and give it to his son. That's right. what I thought. Right. Here's, here's my $50 and here's another $50. Here's a hundred dollars. You go and you start a new life. Right. But no, <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm going to play what does happen instead. They're um, they're sitting at a train station. And Tim mentions that he's going to be moving to a place that I would never expect Tim to move to. Hey, son, I'm sorry about last night. Oh, yeah. You still going to keep trying? What for? I can't even beat a farmer. <laughs> yeah, don't sell this farmer, sure. It's a good life. It toughens you up. That it must. What you gonna do now? Well, my mom's sister's got a place in Denver. Little store. My- Denver? <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be cold. How'd they get out to Denver? Denver, Colorado. <laughs> like, they I eat people there. Well, that's where Leah's from. <laughs> Leah Mitchell. I don't think Leah eats people. <laughs> but um, I, I don't see this guy going to Denver, Colorado in, in 1877. That's all. I don't know. Maybe. I'm curious to see what was going on in Denver back in those days. Apparently there Fancy was a store. Stage. Yeah, I heard there was a store there. <laughs> it's about all I know. And there, yeah, there's a stagecoach that goes somewhere near there. Mom always wanted me to settle down and help run things. Looks like she was right. Women folk beauty, huh? All for Denver! Well, that's me. See ya. Again, see ya. See ya. He runs up and he hands him an envelope, right? With, he's like, this is something your pa would have wanted you to have or something like that, right? And that would have been the end. But no, that didn't happen.
said, uh, 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 good luck, son. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think if you look at Tim's face, he's like, huh? What? What did you say? $100? He could have given them the money. Slipped in his pocket? Even the $5. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know why he wouldn't hand them the money. It's it's upsetting to me almost, but um, I'm I'm somehow going to get through it. He, uh, I mean, it's not like he's going to take the money and say, "Well, I'm going to stay now." You know, he's going to take right. the money. He's going to go start a new life. All right, and we never see Kagan, um, Joe Kagan again. So, what? Do we? Are you serious? What, yes. Wait, where? Do, what episode? What am I missing? Um, okay, so he go, he goes and helps Charles bring the blind kids back. Oh, right. And meets, but but Mrs. Olsen's acting like she's never met him before. Right. In that I'm episode, so, I, I blocked out his entire character for some reason. And then he also sits on the trial of Larrabee. That I don't rem- I don't remember him sitting on the trial of Larrabee. When Larrabee. Uh, Supposedly burns down Jonathan's farm yeah. or his barn. Yeah, Joe Kagan's on that trial. That I didn't know. And then he goes into uh, wherever the blind school is when they after they burn it down. Albert Mankato or something. Yeah, and uh, talks to Hester Sue. Which is weird because it's not Hester Sue. I mean, it's not the same Hester Sue. Right. It's not, yeah, it's not his wife. You know, I didn't, maybe I didn't realize it was the same actor, because I'm going backwards now. Well, his face looks, less scarred. cleared up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he has a lot of clay on it in this particular episode. Right. When he's standing in the ring and he's about to fight his son, he has right. so much makeup on his face. It's it's ridiculous. Right. Um, but either way, you know, this this was a, a really kind of heavy episode. I, for whatever reason, I didn't recall it being such a heavy episode. It is a heavy one. Um, it's not a Thanksgiving-y one. No. I think it was a bad choice having to do, you know, oh, this was fun. Let's go defrost the turkey, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Well, Annie, thank you so much for getting together tonight. I, I do appreciate it always when you take the time to come on to Warner Grovecast. Oh, thank you. And um, have fun. An hour and ten minutes. It's not the worst. <laughs> one day, one day I'm going to get an episode that's shorter than the episode I'm reviewing. <laughs> one day. Well, actually, this one, this episode is one hour, 14 minutes, and 17 seconds. Well, so, there, you go. there we go. We're, we're, By four minutes. It. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting Wanna Grovecast by heading over to patreon.com slash Any support is appreciated. 